get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 88th episode of the What Up Though podcast. Yes, sir. Ready to get it in. Yeah. Um, special guest, but not really, because he's been here more than once. But uh, uh, our cigar uh, expert. Aficionado. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> but I knew I was He got a magazine named after him. <laughs> and I was going to fuck it up, so I didn't say that, but... Tony back in the in the studio. Yeah, so I you know, I apologize in advance for uh, any sniffing, sneezing, um, but uh, head cold. Left the windows open too too much this week, and uh, man, I feel like I felt it. It wasn't like a total sore throat. It was like one spot, and it just felt like it was just irritating me. Then, so I got up, you know, do my salt and water gargle and shit, and then it just. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> then I hear a gunshot. What? Did <laughs> <laughs> y'all just hear that gunshot? Nope. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh. Just keep all moving. Right. I only heard one, so I was like, maybe that's just a shot in the yeah, air. Yeah, that's why I just shot in the air. But yeah, Detroit's been fooling lately, dog. Like, it's been some of the most craziest fucking shooters and shit, dog. It's like, it's no. I think we were talking, you were talking about this other, uh, other day. It's like no fucking code of like, like, it's kids getting killed. Like, Right. A baby got shot on Easter, and then niggas go shoot up a four year old. Like, what the fuck? And a six month old. And four year old. Now, the six month old, the one that died on Easter, or shot on Easter, no, no, or some no. shit. The Easter shooting was a three year old, and then the six month old was a, so, supposedly in retaliation for that. What's fucked up is that we have many other situations like, no, not that kid <laughs> shot. Right, not other that kid, kid, the other shot. kid. Yeah, man, it's just. I don't know, Matt. I just, I, I just. Is that me with the high ass levels? That could be. It might be. No, no, it's not. Okay, never mind. Was it me? Probably. Oh, probably me. Kentucky T. Kentucky T over here. So had me a what I thought was gonna be a hot toddy, but it really was just a what you call it a Kentucky, Kentucky T. Oh no, yeah, Kentucky T. Yeah. I don't know what the portions are supposed to be with liquor with the tea, but. I definitely uh, exceeded. <laughs> it's to taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's the portion. <laughs> so what the fuck is they supposed to do though? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the reason? Is it? It makes you drunk, so you don't know you're sick anymore. <laughs> oh. It also, I think, it helps you sweat out. Whatever. Like, I think if you drink and you in the bed, you in the covers and shit. You'll sweat uh, out whatever it is that you drink. I mean, so whatever it is I that you sick up with. Just sitting outside anyway. And then adding probably yeah you just drinking I'm just drinking yeah yeah I would say you just drinking yeah but I mean hey and then I used I had some K cups of tea so I was like you supposed to make a small cup anyway to get more of the tea less water I'm like yeah whatever shit more liquor <laughs> more liquor see right more liquor so whatever but so last last week. Right after we recorded, I think Thursday is when the whole Birdman shit happened. And I don't know had, why I did. I just did yeah, that. <laughs> and we've had those weeks where we <laughs> had dope shit 
Yeah, so we had dope <laughs> shit happen like right after record, like many a weeks. That's I, I swear I think he gonna keep doing this shit. For the rest of <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do too. No, I don't want to do it too much. But uh, yeah, so that happened. I wish that shit would have happened on Wednesday. But man, I don't, even, I don't even know. Like at this point, I don't you know what's really to talk about about it. But it's know. been worn out over the last six days. It's nothing we can really say. It's been memes and everything. Like it's nothing we can really say. The, the, Although I do, I do have some thoughts on it. But go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Go ahead. No, I, my, my thoughts were, if I was Charlemagne, I'd be fed up at this point because you got a lot of, as Charlemagne, you got a lot of rappers who come into the studio who want to stunt on you. Like they want to, you know, tell you know they want to make threats at you and talk all that shit, curse at you and all this on on the radio. But like he said, like, have you, did you step to tr- Rick Ross and Trick Daddy like that? And at this point, if I was him, I'd be fed up. Like, why, why people want to come in and play gangster for the radio guy when you're not playing gangster for all the people who do what you do? Like, that, that would irritate me. So, like, I think it's kind of like, I think it actually made Birdman look kind of pussy that to, to roll up in there and, like, to talk tough to the radio guy. But, like that's not yeah. that's not gangster. That's that's not hard. I mean, it's not. I don't think anything Birdman could have did would have been gangster. But I, <laughs> I think at the same at the same time, I don't think you can even being the radio guy. You can't you know say nothing and not think that someone's going to react to it. You know what I mean? Like you can't just you can't use your this my job as a crush a crutch to you know say bullshit and when people uh, approach you about it i'm just the radio guy like i think that's just a cop-out to you know but i don't think it's at a point where you know you're gonna run up on them but i don't think it's a cop-out i think it's more like you stepping to me as the radio guy but like i'm the only person you step into like if you step into rick ross and you step into trick daddy or you step into whoever the fuck didn't put respect on your name if you step in if you if you step into everybody and you step to charlemagne then you you make you 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 solidify so like you make it a point so but if mean, the only person you come to is the radio guy it's almost like you fronting for uh for the cameras and for the so radio you gotta like step to the other people first then get to him like i, I don't know i mean i, I think you do you do. I mean, no, like I you don't just. Last in that list. You, you yeah. You don't just step to the radio, yeah. dude. Like you look would, pussy to me. But if he goes to them and then come to him, it's still like I'm the radio guy. Why are you coming to me? I think he's still gonna use that though. But I I get it though. I get what you're saying. Y'all saying yeah. But I just think that's super super whack, man. Like and that and that happens routinely for him. Like you get guys like uh, we had um. Fredro came in and, and wild out on him. Master P came in and wild out on him. And it's like, they all know that the shit is recorded for Revolt or whatever the fuck they record their shit for. Like, all that shit is recorded for TV. All that shit is on the radio. So you get to live up to your persona publicly. Like, if your persona is like, I'm a thug, I'm a gangster, whatever, you can come in and be thug and be gangster and get the popularity and get the tweets and all that shit. And you don't really have to suffer no repercussions because you only dealing with a radio dude. Like, so to me, that's pussy. Cause it's like, if you got a problem with somebody, like, why are you going to choose? Like if you have, like, say you got an issue with like five different dudes and the only person you step to is the radio dude that has the, the uh, platform to where you're going to be seen and heard publicly. To me, that make you look soft. It make you look like I'm only going to be hard when I can be seen publicly to somebody who I know is not going to step to me. Yeah. I like, mean, why not step to the people who you who you actually got beef with, who you actually know might respond to you? Like, that's soft to me, man. 
And I thought I thought he lost a whole lot of credibility with that, man. Like that's that's weak as fuck to just come up to the radio like, hey, I'm I'm tough as fuck on a radio station. Like, honest, are you tough as fuck outside the radio station, outside honest, the cameras? Though, I don't think he's ever been tough though. So it's like I get I don't think he never had respect to lose. For me, it's like I just felt like that was his one time to try to be, you know, a tough guy and it didn't go off well. Like that didn't I couldn't see that going as planned. Like he he had this shit in his head, like, what are you gonna do? Like I need 12 of y'all niggas. Let's roll. And, you know, that shit, it, it's nothing he could have gained from that, I don't think. You know. Absolutely. That shit played out way different in his head than it actually did in real life. Yeah, he thought it was going to go over like, yeah, Birdman went up in Breakfast Club and he was hard as hell. And then it turned out to be a big fucking joke. Yeah, and, it, that, and that's what you get for, for doing that. He should have stayed on the show. He should have stayed. Like, I think he could have went a little better. It could he. He may have been able to save face a little bit, but he should have stayed. Secondly, he should have uh, trademarked, put some respect on it, and started making shirts. Like, <laughs> like they already did. Yeah, right. I, I've seen the shirts already and shit. But I don't know. It's funny. I think the birth club, they they, they know who they can really like fuck with because I've seen uh, even like, you know, Fredro. I mean, I don't know. I think he's like a studio gangster to me. Uh, but. I watched the interview with Royce on there, and it was not a damn joke, like and nothing that was like you know that he could have reacted on. So he was just, he was like a church mouse in that bitch. But I don't know, I think they respect some people more than others. Uh, side note: the Royce Fine Nine interview was pretty dope. Um, he was just talking about that the one song Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If, have you heard that one song? That song? Yeah. I've heard <clears throat> well. That's the song where he talks about how he met him, and this is the same day that his grandmother got into a car accident, and his his girl was um, um, delivering his baby, and he goes to the same the hospital, and they all in the same hospital. He's going to floor nine to to catch his wife, his girl, the baby, and it stops at floor five, and his uncle there talking about his grandmother and got into a car accident or some shit, and she don't live on that she don't live nowhere in that area and shit, and he had a, a show, because I think he said he was opening for like Usher or some shit, and so by contract, he had to do the show, so he dips, they tell him, you know, we'll call you, let you know how shit go, he goes to the show, do the show, meet, meets Eminem, and then, so it's like everything in the life that was like probably the most important to him happening like one fucking day and shit. Yeah, listen, listen to that shit. That's one of the few times that I actually had a a visible reaction. Like if somebody had been in the car with me when I first listened to the Tabernacle, yeah, they would have seen me actually make a face. Like there was a a part of that song where I was like, like I like jaw dropped. Like whoa, it was like, like it really was like true storytelling because of like shit. A lot of shit didn't even rhyme. Like it was just he was just telling the story and shit. Um, but the album is dope. I listened to a few other tracks on there, and it's uh, I think he's he's one of the few rappers that I've seen to like constantly like evolve and shit. Like, it just I never known a whack moment with him, but I know he was like the a lesser MC to me, and then he just you say, did you say a lesser MC than you to to me? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. me, yeah. <laughs> like, nigga, I mean this bitch dropping. You know, he's a lesser MC to me. Like, wait, what? And I say lesser. I think that's probably an insult to say lesser, but he wasn't one. We recorded 88 episodes and you right. got bars and didn't tell me. <laughs> right, I'm dropping bitches on a hundred, nigga. Like what? Um, but I never looked at him too much as a uh, as a like a dope MC for a while. But then you know, and then the Prime album was dope as fuck. So, but it's like you can't come come whack them primo beats and shit. So no, you can't. No. 
so that was so but yeah so um that was a that was a good episode so um so we are what are we what are we smoking what are you smoking i'm smoking a roma crab neanderthal yeah so tony has put us on to uh the roma craft uh uh, brand is definitely one of my favorite cigars. Uh, trying to find your shit, <laughs> and uh, I think we still need to uh, research uh, getting Kessler as our uh, unofficial sponsor. I think we spent definitely in the hundreds. <laughs> Absolutely for, for Kessler. Absolutely, and hundred is not easy. It's easier when a, um, a, a fifth is thirty dollars. You get to a hundred in like three or four times, but these are like nine dollar bottles. So the fact that we're in a hundred says a lot. Yeah, we uh we drink it pretty regularly. It's uh cheap, it's effective, it works. It's not like offensively bad. Like oh, this is horrible. Like it works. It's good. Yeah, like, it's, not, it's not like five o'clock and shit. Right. <laughs> like rock gut. Yeah. Five o'clock, I would have had one guest spot, and that would have been it. <laughs> like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> or you come back with your personal. <laughs> you got your billet in the pocket and shit. I tried to find out again, and I could not find it at the store I was at. Like, do, do hood stores don't carry no. billet? You know who we gotta go? Yeah. Gotta so, go to the Oasis and Which one? Uh, Plum Market. No, we went to this run, run uh, liquor store slash grocery store slash I don't even know what I could really call it but man they had everything they had from choice coffees to to the, the grandest of fucking liquors did you ever have you ever been to the the Churchill's in Bloomville no okay it's over there so um so where you want to start well um I think we can start with the biggest uh the biggest news story that happened over the uh over the past week the Prince fact died. that Prince died, yeah. So came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, that definitely came out of nowhere. Um, I was I'm trying to think, what was I doing? Uh, I was over a buddy in my house, and I hadn't hadn't looked at my phone in maybe an hour or so, and so I finally pick up my phone, and I'm seeing all these RIPs. I'm like, not Prince. Like, I just he just not a person I thought just gonna die soon. Like, I mean, not like I got a time a time stamp on people, just you know, but. He, especially since he was still, you know, going back performing yeah. shit. Like, I just didn't think that that was the one, man. And so, but I, 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 so I was at a bar Saturday night, and when he passed, what last, last mm. Tuesday, I think. I, think was it, that long I had ago? to go to school that day, so I think it was Tuesday. Um, so I'm at this bar. I saw this bar Saturday. And there's a whole bunch of people I didn't know. Uh, was that Saturday was drinking um, the Honey Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. So I stopped at the bar because I was like, you know what? We talked about having, I talked about how Honey Jack and Lemonade is pretty damn good. So we stopped at this, I stopped at the bar on my way home. Like, I need to get one of these just to have. So I go in there and order. And the guy next to me, so they're playing Prince in the bar and shit uh, at Chicks. And uh, I go in there and he's like, uh, so, uh, what'd you think about that Prince dying shit? So, white dude or black dude? Black guy. Okay. And I'm like, 
Prince dying shit? Like, you don't think it's real? Or you think it's like an event? This is the first you heard of it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, I knew he was dead. Oh, okay. It was just like he's trying to do small talk and shit. But I'm like, how do you explain, like, what do you think about someone dying and shit? Like, it almost like it was a conspiracy or something. But he didn't mean it. Like, they were just drunk. But anyway, and then he started, uh, what did he start talking and he's just going off the random songs he knew and shit and was just saying how he ain't really fuck with New Prince. He used to fuck with him like in a... He said, <laughs> new Prince? He said, I ain't fuck with the New Prince. You know, he's like, I used to fuck with him in the 60s and shit. And I was like, I don't think Prince started recording to like mid-70s or early 70s. Prince so. was um in the 60s. He was um oh, under sorry. 10. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like, uh, he was a child. So yeah. if you didn't start fucking with, even say I didn't start fucking with Prince of the Six, that makes it sound he was recording when he was an infant and shit. Like no, Prince wasn't. He wasn't doing anything in the sixties at that point. I mean, I know he was drunk, so I just discounted everything. But yeah, that was just uh, um, one of the random funniest conversations. So now, what, what was your? I'm gonna say what's your thoughts on him dying? But or you you don't even like R and B, so like uh, um, well, so uh, Miss Sophia. And I don't, I don't know if her Twitter name. I was just looking at her Twitter name right now, and she asked um, what my thoughts are about celebrity deaths as it pertains to Prince. And her Twitter name is at Miss Sophia, but I can't tell if the O in Sophia it's is an O or a zero. It's a zero. Okay, so it's a zero. But um, she asked me about celebrity deaths because I've talked about it before, and um, the way my personal stance on it was that, and. It my my personal stance didn't change. Like my personal stance is really that like when it comes to celebrity deaths, I'm largely unaffected. Like because what it really boils down to for me is that I didn't know the person, so it's like it, I, I can only feel so much. Like the most I will feel toward I, I don't really have feelings in a, as a whole. But like if we're talking about like my feelings toward yeah I I am. But like if we're talking about the feelings as far as like a celebrity passing, the most I will feel is. Um, it's fucked up that this person died young or died unexpectedly, and that they were a great talent, et cetera, et cetera. Which is kind, of, which is how I feel about Prince. Like I personally was not a big Prince fan, but I at the same time have I would never, I would never slander Prince. Like I can acknowledge that Prince is one of the greatest artists that's ever come along. Like the the talent is undeniable, but um, as far as like him dying, I didn't like, I didn't like grieve or anything like that crazy. Cause it's like, I didn't know him, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, for me, it was kind of just like, man, Prince died. Like that's a crazy, like amazing artist that died out of the blue. That's fucked up. But it, well, did I cry or lose sleep or feel like I got to post Prince videos nonstop? Like, no, no, I didn't. I did, it didn't affect you me to that degree. What the fuck? I, no, I didn't. No I didn't. I didn't make anything purple. No, nothing. <laughs> I I just I was like, damn, that's fucked up, and that lived my life. I mean, so like, I, I <laughs> so that's what happened. But like I like like she asked me as it pertained to celebrity deaths, and, and to me, celebrity deaths don't they don't affect me. Like it's the the most they affect me is like. Like I said, it's like, oh, it's fucked up that this person died early or that this person died of some something fucked up. Like if like say like when Lamar Odom was dying, if, if Lamar Odom had actually died, it would have been like, oh, man, it's fucked up that a basketball player died early because he was on drugs or whatever right. the fuck. And it's the, kind of the same thing. It's like, OK, we don't know what caused Prince to die because like 
obviously it wasn't something like natural causes. Like there's some there's something that we don't know that has to take place. You don't just you're not just perfectly fine and then all of a sudden you're dead. Like there's something that must have been wrong with him. And the most that I would feel is like, man, that's fucked up that we lost an artist who is like one of the most creative and I even though I am personally not like a print stan, I could acknowledge that his contributions to music and what he could do as an artist is like unparalleled. So like I can say like that's crazy that we lost such a talent far beyond when he should have died. But am I like torn up about it or anything like that? It's no, because I, I I don't know. I just didn't know him. And I saw a thing that said like I saw a meme that said um we don't mourn celebrities because of because we know them. We mourn them because we they help us know ourselves or something like that. And I I don't I don't relate to that. No 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 celebrity helps me know myself. Like I don't I don't feel enhanced as a person because of a celebrity or because of their music or because of their movies or anything like that. Like none of that shit really affects me personally. Like I live my life as a, I try to be a good person. I try to you know treat people how they should be treated you know i i don't i don't really tie myself to any kind of celebrity or anything like that so if a celebrity dies i'll be like oh that's fucked up and then i continue living my life so that's kind of really what it boils down it's it sounds kind of cold-hearted but it's like i i'm not sitting here crying over somebody i never met and then even if even if i had met him it would still kind of be like no celebrity has had an impact on my life to that degree. Like I have actual people who I know who have had an impact on my life. So it's like, I'm not going to sit here and cry over somebody who has not had an impact on my life beyond music. Like, and music is important to people. I get that. But even the artists whose music I absolutely adore, I would, when, when they die, if they die, when they've died, it's still kind of like, Oh shit, we lost somebody whose contribution to art was phenomenal and that's the extent of it like for me like when george carlin died uh george carlin somebody who i always adored as a comedian and as an intellectual and the extent of my mourning with uh, over george carlin was the fact that i never saw him perform live and that i never met him and that was it and th- that was it it was like because it's still so like he's he's a stranger I, I don't know him. so even even the person that you really like really enjoyed as a like an entertainer was still like man he died yeah it was like damn it's fucked up but uh, it's like I, I, I somebody who's never had an actual like when i say a real impact on my life it's like if you look at somebody like george carlin or prince or michael jackson or um take it to like basketball like isaiah thomas or something like that it's like They've only had an impact on my life through that medium. Like, okay, so this somebody who was great for me for basketball or for comedy or for music. But, like, if you didn't have an impact on my actual life, like, for me to affect me as a person, it's not really going to impact me that much. So I think the – like, when Isaiah Thomas dies, that will probably impact me just because so much of my personality – is tied into my Pistons fandom and that revolves around him. And even then I'm not going to like cry or anything like that. I'm just going to be like, Oh my God, like my favorite basketball player is, is dead. Like that's it's crazy. And I'm 
possibly never got to meet him or something like that. But like, it's not like a a parent or a relative or a child or you know something like that. You know, it's like that's something that will really affect me. Like, I can't see myself crying or like incredibly mourning over somebody I never met or who never impacted me in a way that affected my life beyond. I like listening to your music through headphones. Like that's, yeah, I I I can see I can see where you're coming from with that. I've always like musicians to me. It seemed like if I always had this weird like process. It's like musicians really never really die, especially if you never met them, because you're going to always hear their music. That's a good point. And so it's like I never met Coltrane. Coltrane is one of my favorite artists ever. And I can hear his music whenever I want to. Never met him, and never will met him. Never will meet him. But I hear him all the fucking time. So it's like, for people especially I haven't met or interacted with, like they don't really die to me. You know what I mean? That's, like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're just always there. You know, especially in the music where you can always, you know, or anything where you know, you know, um, random basketball player die. You can always watch film of him and shit. Because that's only like you say medium you know him in. You know. And- and you look with like John Coltrane, like you can look at it like he may have like you could tie him into a a time period in your life where you could say like this music impacted me at this time. But like I just I, I don't really I don't really connect with the idea that the loss of this person will somehow affect you. And it's, it's exactly because of what you said. It's like they're not they're not actually going to go anywhere. Whereas like if you lose like, let's like, like say a parent, for instance, like that parent is somebody who had an actual impact on your life and you're not going to see that person anymore. And, right. and they're gone. And that's that. Rela- but like, you like you said, well, like an artist. Like, yeah. yeah you have the relationship, relationship when that artist is gone. Like that artist isn't really gone. Like they're technically gone. But like if Prince was still alive, there's still his, his whole catalog is still going to exist. There's not going to really be any change into how Prince impacted your life. Right. And like, it's just for me, like I said, granted, like I'm largely not very, a not, not very emotional person. So like, I'm not going to be out here like crying or mourning or anything like that, but like you can, did you cry when your soul was born? Yes. And that's like actually one of the only times it was one of the few times I've cried in life. And it was at the moment when um, I first saw him and it wasn't like a it was like a eyes watery kind of thing that like I've cried in, in regard to my son a multitude of times, a mo- like a lot. And it's not like pouring tears kind of shit. It's just kind of like like I have to like time hop on my phone and then like time hop will pop up. And then I'll, like, I'll see pictures of him from like six years ago. And then, like, I'll see him and I'll, just, I'll get, like, watery eye. Like, oh, I remember that time. But that shit that actually impacted me in That's life right. to a degree that transcends I liked your music in headphones. Like, like to me, like, they're to- two totally different feelings. Right, because that relationship won't change. Mm-hmm. You'll always be able to listen to the music in the headphones or whatever. So that relationship doesn't change. So it's... Yeah, it's, it's like Otis said, like, they're never really dead, because you can always throw on Little Red Corvette, or you can throw on 1999, and you have the same relationship that you had prior. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It doesn't change. Right. And, yeah. 
and, and as far as Prince goes, it's like I was kind of like kind of like the dude that listened to him in the sixties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was always a big fan of early Prince music, you know, and I I didn't really like too much of his more recent stuff. Um, so I don't have to hear another recent stuff. I could always just go back to all of the older shit um, and so forth. Like I was uh, doing music at my homeboy's engagement party, and I did Prince for a whole two hours. And it was, it was, it, everybody was up for like a whole two hours of fucking Prince and shit. They got some radio, and one of the uh, XM radio stations supposed to be playing Prince for like the next two weeks or some shit. Like the whole station is just <laughs> two weeks of Prince. <laughs> I posted a link earlier that had uh, a link to a thousand Prince songs that you can stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I seen that site. I, I don't, and the site I was, I clicked it because I was like, this site don't even seem like a. It almost seemed like one of those sites people post and it'd be some bullshit story or some shit like, you know, Bernie Sanders, fucking, you know, Beyonce <laughs> or some shit. And then you click the link, it'd be some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, that that's dope though. So yeah, I yeah I I, I kind of feel what you're saying though. Uh, and like I say, it's just you know they're always there. You know, you always could, you know, play a song and all that shit. So, but how does Prince rank for you, like as an artist, like as far as not like not like in the sense of like how good of an artist, because we that's undeniable. Like, but for you personally, like because we know that anybody who listens to the podcast knows that you stand for Stevie Wonder. Right. So, like, where does like how do you feel about Prince as an artist, as as far as his his personal impact on you? I don't think he has a personal impact on me. I I feel like he had. Um, a tremendous impact on the music industry, you know, especially during the time where, you know, he was, you know, had to go by the artist because of, you know, the record label owns his name and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. You know, I think he made, you know, he, he set good examples of, you know, how to go through that shit. And, you know, it just showed how, I, th- I think it really showed how the, the, the music industry is a real fucking business to the point where they can own your fucking name and, you know, all that shit. So I felt like he, you know, he, he was more impactful to the industry. For me, it's just, you know, he was, I thought he was a dope artist. I, you know, I can't, you know, I, his, his songs are somewhat in, you know, of a playlist of old shit I listen to. But typically when I go older shit, it's like, I ended up listening to Stevie, Mike, and then it's like Earth, Wind, and Fire, Temptations, and I may find a Prince song at some point. But you know, it's so much fucking music. You know, older you know music that's been made. It's like he probably won't be my first ten speed if I'm just thinking of songs randomly. But when I was going through all those songs playing Sunday though, uh, if I had to have a favorite uh, Prince song, it's probably uh, Money Don't Matter Tonight. And then, I don't know if that's the actual title, but that song. And then Pop Life. Pop Life is one of my favorite. favorite. Yeah, but, I mean, you hear all, any of the shit, it just go off. 1999, Red Corvette. Shit, it goes on. Do you even have a How favorite you, print song? No. Okay. I, 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 I mean, I I do, but I, if I, I, off the top of my head, I can't even really pick one. Like it's like I yes I do have a favorite Prince song but it's not like to the point of like oh this is my Prince shit right. like it's kind of like I do that but I don't that's my it's, favorite it's, more than the rest it's, yeah <laughs> it's like it's weird it's like I like some of Prince stuff like I you know it's, it's some stuff I think it's great there's some stuff I think is good there's some stuff like I'm like eh but like there's some shit like some Prince shit that I'm like this is the shit but nothing is I'm like gonna be like oh yeah this is everything but 
Um, another question I want to ask while we on Prince we real do quick. That, what was, oh. Do you have a uh, favorite or favorite Prince songs? Uh, the Purple Rain album. The whole album. The whole thing. Like, yeah. Because I actually seen Prince in concert on the Purple Rain tour. So. That's actually a good segue into my next question. What I was going to ask was how do you feel about the Purple Rain movie? So what year did the Purple Rain movie come out? Early 80s. Yeah, I was going to say 84. 84. So, yeah. 83, 84. So, I was being babysat by one of my uncles and my cousin. And they took me to Purple Ray when they they went. It was was showing at the Northwest. And I remember that fucking thing, dude. I don't know why I remember that movie. It's not like it was a great movie. Yeah, it wasn't like a great, like, you know, (laughs) great cinema. But I don't know I remember that movie and shit. That That was kind of my question was... Cause I, I, okay, so I saw Purple Rain as like a kid kind of, and I was, I don't really have too much of a memory of it. So I kind of went back and I watched Purple Rain, um, I don't know, it was a few years ago, but I was definitely like fully into adulthood, like grown ass adult. And I watched that shit and I was like, this isn't really a good movie. (laughs) I I was like, okay, so you can stand for Prince or whatever, but like. As a movie, this shit is not that good. And that's why I asked. I was like, because like, there's been a whole lot of like, Purple Rain is screening everywhere. And everybody's like, oh, I'm about to go to see Purple Rain to get my life. Oh, this is amazing. I love Purple Rain. And I thought like, and I just watched that. I was like, that, I mean, to me, I was like, that movie's not that good. Like, I mean, okay, you can like Prince and acknowledge that that movie's not that good. Like, because like, um, if you look at um, the obvious comparison I always drawn to Michael Jackson Michael Jackson's uh forays into uh, he never had a like a full like movie like Purple Rain but like if you look at like Moonwalker or something like that like that was a shitty movie too like <laughs> and it, I, I don't know I, I I wanted to know what y'all opinion were on the Purple Rain movie because like I personally felt like the the Purple Rain movie is not that good I think it's a case where the soundtrack was so good that it made the movie better. Mm-hmm. And then the soundtrack takes people back to a time in their life. Right. So I think that's what it is. Because the movie itself is not very good. And Under the Cherry Moon is even worse. When did Under the Cherry Moon come out? Three years after Purple Rain. So it was, it was, it might even been longer than that. It might even been like 89 or 90. It may, like this makes me want to watch Purple Rain again because like not it does but it doesn't because it's like I want to watch it because I'm like am I wrong because I'm like I'm seeing so many people like oh, spazzing oh. out like oh Purple Rain Purple Rain no you're and, not wrong people <laughs> and I'm like am I gonna watch this again and think it's good or like if I remembered it as a teenager thinking it wasn't that good then I'd be like let me watch it again as an adult and see if I'm wrong but I watched that shit as a full ass grown adult like I was like. 28 <laughs> like, no, and I was like this shit ain't that good it's definitely not a great movie but the soundtrack takes people to the soundtrack was phenomenal like you can't deny it's probably one of the best soundtracks for a movie ever so and I think people equate the soundtrack with the movie so that's what gives it that cred but side, the movie itself wasn't good at all yeah side note he made the soundtrack to Batman fire yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's like random as fuck because nobody has talked about that since he died. But like that shit, the Batman shit, dog. Like that was 
that shit was fire, man. And like as a kid, like obviously I wasn't checking for that, but like watching it as an older person, I was like, I was like, I just made myself like, sound like a senior citizen. Right, right. But like uh, watching right, it way back in 1984. <laughs> watching it as an adult, like I was like. That Prince, the Prince soundtrack for the fucking Batman movie was fired. Uh. So, on the subject of, of Prince still, so, you know, after he died, I seen it, um, it was just this, I think it had to be, it must have been CNN or one of those stations where they had one of his closest people he worked with or something, and they were talking about all of the contributions and stuff he did, that he was like, you know, under wraps, that he didn't really, you know, let anybody with. And I want to know y'all thoughts, because I had a, a random opinion about it. Like, Prince was this private guy who did, made these private contributions and shit to different organizations, people and all that. And it's like now they're like, you know, we want Prince to be remembered by all of these things. But these are not the things that Prince did publicly. So it's like, I feel like you're really going against what he wanted if he never put this shit out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it's cool to know that he was a, you know, humanitarian in a sense. But it's like, if he did all of these things, and it's not like he had a will saying, you know, <laughs> let anybody know all the shit I did. You know what I mean? Like he didn't. Put some respect on yeah, him. right, right, exactly. That's the perfect example. Of that. <laughs> that is that's, that's the, the perfect fucking that's example. The perfect example. But I was just kind of conflicted. Like I just don't think this is something he would have wanted. Like, why is it? You know, why do people want to push that? You know, he was this this contributor to folk and things of that nature. Like no one's going to say anything bad about him. You know what I mean? Although I've seen some crazy shit, but I've seen this one thing and it, and I Twitter does this thing where men ain't shit all the fucking time. And the one thing I've seen some chick, I think some chick tweeting about, uh, you know, he he never liked dark skinned women or some crazy shit. <laughs> like, come the fuck on! Like, you really go shit on this man lately? Talking about his preference in fucking women? Like, come on, man! But I, I didn't know Prince, but I think I could say with a fairly strong degree of confidence that a nigga did not discriminate against pussy. Yeah, I just don't see that <laughs> happening, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, but that just that's that, that's a whole other topic of just eight people uh, making men ain't shit, but. Yeah, so I don't know. What is, what is your thoughts on the whole, like, uh, I guess thing of his philanthropy? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, I think it's more like paying homage. Like you know, it's like a, you know, he didn't want this shit to be put out there because he was trying to be low key while he was alive. But now that he's gone. Let's pay respect to him by letting people know his philanthropic efforts efforts while he was alive and just you know just kind of like giving a I shout mean, out and I, I get it you I know mean, it's a lot i don't think he would be mad it's a lot of people that's died and probably didn't do shit for you know in a you know in that respect but they know him as a good artist or whatever they did you know he was a good basketball player he was a you know good race car driver whatever the fuck <laughs> but it's like you know i don't know i just i just feel some way I, I mean i think it's dope that he did do all those things but i don't know it's just like maybe it's just too much but i don't think he would mind i think it's kind of just like you know we want to show that in respect to him that he that his contributions to life go beyond his music and they're like hey he did these things he did these things and it's just a I, it's just, I mean, just I a can, way of just I saying can, like hey I, he did this other shit too it, i think i could say you know if if it, if it if it encourages 
other artists to kind of do similar things, you know, I think that's the, the plus that come out of it, you know, use your celebrity for some good, you know what I'm saying, use your, you know, your monetary gains, your celebrity gains for, you know, some good other than, you know, yourself, so I guess in that respect, you know, I say that's Man, that's the cigar cool. is so goddamn fire. Oh, I love this motherfucker. <laughs> so Skip Martin at Roma Craft, you got three fans <laughs> right here, all three of us. All three of us. All three of us. Um, yeah. Any any more Prince remarks or? Um, uh, I got nothing, man. All right. Uh, so other than Prince, um, passing, the only other other thing that was really uh, um, big in the news was was Beyonce's uh, <laughs> Lemonade series uh, movie, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. So. That was Saturday night when it came on, like at nine. So I actually I recorded on DVR because I wanted to see it after the fact, just to see what the hype was and so forth. So I got home. Uh, so I'm, my whole timeline is just full of lemonade shit and and yes, bitch, and you know right. all this other shit. And then so I finally get home. I started watching. I thought it was a concert at first. I didn't realize it was a fucking like short movie and shit okay i don't, I know what it was it's, it's on my dvr for my wife but i i haven't seen it yeah so uh if the term is visual album because <laughs> okay. all the songs were performed yeah okay um and i didn't even know that because i didn't even, i got maybe 30 minutes in and it was just like i don't really care to watch it then my wife had got home and so i told her i recorded it and then she watched probably damn near all of it but i fell asleep but the internet has been going crazy, um, and I wish I would have did the research on it because I'm not sure what exactly sparked the Rachel Roy uh, incident. Now, do you guys know exactly what she I do. did? Okay, yeah, I do. do. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there's a line about uh, going to Becky with the good hair, or whatever. And Rachel Roy posted a photo on Instagram of herself and said something with um, something to the effect of like, uh, "Good hair, don't care." Yeah. So it was kind of like looking I, like I, she was they saying. Confirm that she actually was saying that in reference to. No, but you can't confirm that. She's not gonna be like, "Good hair, fuck Beyonce." Like she didn't. You know, she didn't. Because I felt like everything, you know, and I kind of heard that, but I wasn't too sure. Um, but I felt like. There was no confirmations on any of this shit. Like, there was no confirmation that Jay-Z was cheating. There was no confirmation that Rachel actually said that, saying that she was the one that was sucking Jay off or whatever the fuck. There was no confirmation. And no, it's just this shitstorm of fucking crazed fans going after, like, that is like the most ho shit of ho shits to me. And I just didn't... It, and the worst part, well, it's a lot of worst parts of it, but one of the things that these dumbass fans, uh, whoa, whoa, watch out now. Otis <laughs> yeah. speaks for himself. Well, I was like, Otis does not endorse the thoughts of the What Up Though podcast slandering the beehive because we are not ready to get these bee these bee emojis in our uh, these, mentions. These dumbass fans don't know Rachel Roy from Rachel Ray, <laughs> and so I will endorse that. And they start, and whoever mistake mistaken Rachel Roy for Rachel Ray, this is for you. But you you go antagonizing this woman. You don't know what the fuck for. 
And then, so that was one of the things I thought was just stupid. She was trying to cook some loaded potatoes yeah, all over and, her and damn mentions. And fucking bees and <laughs> lemons and shit out on her fucking pages. And then, uh, over and above that, they started uh, uh, antagonizing Rachel Roy's daughter. Damn, I didn't like, know they that. They her fucking Instagram page talking about your whore mother and Damn. all the other shit. That's that's fucked up. And the, and the thing is, why, why are Beyonce's fans such cunts? Yeah, and then <laughs> and then people were just like, well, Rachel Roy shouldn't have. Blah, blah. Like, nah, man, you can't justify. You can't even as a as a fan of of Beyonce and you're not in this whole cult of be- Bayhive, whatever the fuck it is. You can't do that shit, man. And then people are just playing it off, you know, like, oh, it's so funny that Rachel Ray is being. <laughs> Being bullied and shit, but she she do shit right. Like nothing, <laughs> she did nothing but have a name that was similar, and you dumbass motherfuckers don't know the difference, and so you start, you know, fucking with her. It's just it's just dumb. I will say, uh, Rachel Ray, being media savvy, mm-hmm. took advantage of the situation and posted a dope recipe for lemonade. <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> that's dope. Uh, that's dope. I, I like Rachel Ray, man. She's like. She's cool, man. I like that. That's that's a dope move. I like that. That's yeah, class. So that's classy. I, I, I just thought, it, it, and, and speaking of classy, non classy, that the whole bay, I think it's just so stupid. I just, I just don't. And it's not even like Beyonce is out here co-signing them like you know good work. She don't even probably tweet or even say anything in reference to them fuckers. Like that's nope. just they're like the most immature group of fucking fans that I've seen and just and. History, like there's nothing, there's nothing that compares to that in history, like to of 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 fans going to that extent. Extent, like I don't think there's anything in history that can like that I know of. Well, not on that level, but Rihanna's Navy is pretty close. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So between them two, but that, that, I. <sighs> That frustration, man. like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like I just get, uh, yeah, uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that one of my problems with the whole scenario, I, 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 I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, so have you listened to the the album at all? I, 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 I skimmed it. I, like I, I, I just kind of, I, I went through it and. I just skimmed it a little bit, and but aside from that, I've read a lot of shit about basically the album is, from what people are assuming, is her talking about Jay Z cheating or whatever, whatever the case may be. And I Still wonder, not, confirmed. not at all. But I wonder if like, not I wonder, but like I'm I'm kind of confused by the fact that she can put out literally like a whole album and like i listened to like i think like the first four or five songs were kind of just like niggas ain't shit kind of vibe to him like yo he's cheating he's this and that and whatever it, it sounded like some mad you know my man cheated on me type shit and i thought to me i thought that like the idea of putting out your personal business on a on a whole album, not just a record, but a whole album, is like messy, and like anybody else would get slandered for that, like being messy as fuck. And I feel like that's real fucking messy, and I feel like that's like beyond you know, Beyonce. Women, women get away. Women artists get away with this shit. Like 
Jasmine Sullivan is like praised for like all of her shit, but she went around breaking windows out of cars, all this shit, all this dumb shit because I maybe he cheated, I don't know. But like she's been praised and like reverent for like years for this shit. Solange fires on Jay Z. Somehow he's the fucking bad guy. When if he was in, if they were in the elevator and he just started bombing on Solange, it would be a totally fucking different story. So it's like they're getting they get praised for shit that I think men could men would do and get fucking you know slaughtered and shit for that shit. And and I, and I'm not putting it's some misogynistic ass dudes who do fuck shit or whatever. And but. They don't get praised like that. You know what I'm saying? That shit's crazy to me, dog. I, and then I, I'm trying to find an article. Um, a chicken posted. She had, oh, so, um, so I guess uh, Beyonce was, uh, I guess, channeling uh, um, Ocean or, or Yorba or it's, it's a, um, I'm going to say a, a figure, uh, a history figure, or whatever. Mm-hmm. She kind of wore similar, the yellow clothes and similar stuff like that. Okay. And somebody says, y'all think Beyonce was just breaking windows and twerking and playing in water. No, she was fucking breaking windows. She was, <laughs> she broke windows in like eight fucking cars. Like, you can't take away that shit to say she was churn- uh, channeling somebody for sensual, sexual, beautiful goddess, the deity who gives life, growth, luxury, change, and prosperity. I don't, I didn't see that. In that video, in that what, portion. Wait, what video are you talking about? The lemonade? In the lim- it's a portion where she's walking down the street. Okay, I haven't seen and, it. Okay, so you haven't seen it. It's a portion where she's yeah. walking down the street with this bat, and she's just jumping on fucking cars, breaking windows. Okay, like doing that. Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, similar to that. Okay. And, you know, I'm like, that's just, yeah. So I just, like, my whole thing is, like, I don't understand why, to the general audience, that this isn't messy. Like, I feel like that's incredibly messy. And I feel like that's not even really Beyonce. Like, I feel like she would be beyond being messy. Like, putting her fucking personal business on a whole album. And, like, I, I feel like that's kind of tacky. And I feel like nobody's really addressing that. Like, that so, seems weird to me so, to put your personal business like that on the album and be messy like that. So, someone did address it. So, it's an article about I feel like somebody addressed it, but it's going to be somebody who was like... Who's gonna like undermine my point? Like Don Lemon addressed it. <laughs> like, oh fuck. <laughs> I can't see if this guy. Is, I can't see if this guy is black or white. But whatever the case, there's a guy named Matt Walsh. He's a blogger, and he writes for the uh, the paper, The Blaze. Whatever mm. the case. I Kanye so, shrug. I Kanye shrug for y'all who uh, can't see. I Kanye I shrug. I just figured maybe, maybe you, one of you guys had heard about it. Nope. But anyway, he did an article. Um, Titled uh, "Beyonce Destroying Your Daughter, Not Empowering Her." <laughs> so he goes to you know talk about different parts of the video that you know he felt was kind of you know, I guess not empowered and so forth. And then he goes to list a few points that let me. I'm trying to scroll down to it, but he says about he's he's uh he's posting lyrics that are like really like subjective. Like if you want your daughter to really listen to this shit. And so he said, I was able to discern six messages your daughter were here loud and clear while listening to Lemonade. So can we go? Go through? Yeah. All right, cool. Next stuff out. Lesson <laughs> one use sex as a weapon to possess and to gain revenge. Lesson two 
Find self worth in your money and the expensive things you buy. Lesson three. Oh wait wait wait. He he's saying that these, these are, are lessons that he derived from listening to the elimination. Yeah. Okay. Lesson three. Speak with grace and femininity of a drunken frat boy singing shit like "Suck on my balls." I did hear that. Yeah. I heard that when I skimmed it. I was like, "Did she just suck on my balls?" Yeah. Okay. All right. Lesson four. Never hesitate to fuck a bitch up. Lesson five, express your empowerment with middle fingers. I had to make a point about that, too. And lesson six, <laughs> eat cornbread and collard greens. I don't know what they got to do. Really? Okay. Um, the last lesson is actually not bad culinary advice, but that, other, but, but the other scene is a bit hazardous. It truly boggles the mind that mothers and fathers will be enthusiastic about their daughters marinating their minds in this bile. I understand in today's culture, it's exceedingly difficult to insulate children of a certain age from this kind of stuff, particularly if they go to public school, which is another argument. But the sad truth is that many parents don't see any reason to attempt to shield their daughters from music that encourages them to bounce on the next dick. I'm assuming that was a <laughs> lyric as well. So it's a video. It's a little video that's been on Twitter for like the last day or so. And it's a little girl. And she's like singing the lyrics to this one part, and her like her older brother is like, you know, sitting at the table or something. And the song is playing, and she's doing all these crazy dances. And it's a part of the song where it says, uh, um, something, something middle fingers and shit like that. And she didn't put up her middle fingers, but she's like, it's like all this attitude on shit. And it's like I've been seeing chicks posting for the last two days, like. Why is this okay for this little girl to do this shit? Why are you letting this girl perpetuate like adult actions and shit and foul adult actions of that? You know, and I've seen this video, this little like ten second video, and chicks are like, "This is my mood and this is the best shit ever." It's a little girl talking about putting their middle fingers to motherfuckers. Like, I, I think it's just going too fucking far, dude. And I just don't see how, uh. uh Someone could really justify that. I mean, and then it was like, I didn't watch it to the point, but there was one point in the video where she had uh, a lot of the mothers of like slain kids. Like she had Trayvon, uh, Martin's mom with the picture. She had. Uh, and this lemonade? Yeah, shit? in the video. Okay. I didn't get that far, so I didn't see those. But then it was, um, what's the kid from Baltimore? Uh, um, fuck. Um, no, uh, not Baltimore, Missouri. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, the big fella, yeah. him. I'm shitty. I can't remember his name. Um, but she had in this point where I guess they're sitting in the seats and they're holding their pictures. And I don't know what song was that that actually related to that point. But Pierce Pierce Morgan. Yeah, I guess he did. He did an article or something of saying why. Why is Beyonce uh, exploiting moms of dead kids for music sales or something? Yeah, he oh. caught it. I didn't know what the fuck he, he did. He got the business, didn't he? Huh? I would imagine oh, yeah, he, he caught it. He got fucked up. He caught it. Um, I didn't even read the article. Is but I and I'm saying I agree, disagree. Is I just thought it was interesting that he did that. Yeah, I don't know the article, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming I, if he said something like into the in, in that degree, yeah, he probably got fucked up. Yeah, so. I, I for me, like I just feel like. With Beyonce, she, we live, this is uh, kind of like a tangent to this whole Beyonce thing, but I feel like we live in a world where 
people kind of want to um, get very hyperbolic. Like they want to like jump to this shit is great. Oh, this is amazing. This is amazing. And I kind of, I kind of feel like people are overstating shit immediately just to get the the retweets or whatever the case may be like whatever whatever social social network you use and like people are going kind of crazy with the shit like i've seen people talking about like oh this beyonce album is like transcending artistry like this is the most amazing shit ever and this blah, blah blah like this is like just a masterful artwork of an album and shit and i'm listening to it and granted i'm not gonna you know i skimmed through it i didn't listen heavily but I'm listening to like, like I said, I got to like the first four songs or something like that. And I'm like, they all kind of sound very, uh, my man cheating on me, fuck that nigga kind of shit. And I, like I said, for one, I feel like that's real messy. Like if that's, if that applies to her personal life, it's shocking to me that she would put it out there like that in the open. And then secondly, I don't feel like that's a, a, a testament to a great album to be, Oh, this 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 shit is happening to me, and I'm getting cheated on, or whatever the case may be. I feel like people kind of just want to hop on whatever she does and praise it as greatness. And I don't I don't hey, really think that that's I don't think we we live in a time where people actually sit down, and listen to some shit, and think like and actually analyze it or enjoy it or whatever the case may be. I feel like they just kind of want to hop to being in the group of this is great, this is amazing. They kind of want to be like in the first group of people to say like this is an amazing, masterful masterpiece. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, this seems kind of like, I don't want to say mediocre, but like, it just seems like she's just making songs about. You gonna catch so much hate for this. Shit. I don't care, man. I, I don't do, care. I, man, I don't care. Cause like the Beyonce shit is so it's so out of control, man. Like I sent you actually. Let me see if I can pull it up. I sent you guys messages about what I feel about how Beyonce shit is currently received, and I said that I feel like she could make a al- a whole album where like it's just her farting on a record. <laughs> And people will be like, this shit is so fire. Like, what did I write? Oh, I said, I'm convinced that if she dropped an album that was just the sound of her farting, it would be praised as a feminist anthem for helping women to realize they don't need, they don't have to be ashamed of their flatulence. Like, yes, bitch, you don't have to hold that shit in for no nigga. I was about to die from holding farts in for 15 years until I realized that I was to the new Beyonce album. Right, I, I listened to the Beyonce album, and she helped me gain the confidence to realize that I'm a strong black woman, and the first don't make me any less strong or any less black. Like, like they find a way to make it where whatever she does is so empowering, and it's like, I'll listen to the shit, I'm like, it's not really that empowering, and I feel like it's some shit that if another artist made it, you would slander her for it. Like, if, this is a reach, kind of, but like, if Iggy Azalea put out a whole album where she talked about getting cheated on or some shit like that, people would be like, this messy-ass bitch putting out her personal business and shit, talking about all this and that, and then Nick Young is a piece of shit. And I was like, like, it would be all kinds of slander for her. And this is, like, not natural Beyonce. Like, she don't put out shit like this where it's like, fuck niggas and blah, 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 and, like, I'm getting cheated on and all this shit. Like, 
I, I feel like she gets so many passes for shit that other artists would get slandered for. And I'm not, I'm not really here for it, man. Like, I'm not here to be like, oh, yeah, the, Beyonce dropped some new shit. It's automatically great. And I've seen people like, oh, I'm beehive now. I'm beehive now. This is so amazing. And we live in, I think we live in a world where, like, people want to be the first person to say some shit is great. And to kind of like, um, like, the new shit is hot. And just to, like, be in that conversation and be, like, in that world where, like, we're all enjoying, we're all, not enjoying, but we're all sharing in the greatness of whatever this mediocre piece of work is. And then a month down the road, the shit's nothing. Like, they forgot about it. And I think the same thing is going to happen when Drake puts out a new album. Everybody's going to be like, oh, this shit is so amazing. Drake is great. And then a month down the road, no one's going to be talking about this shit. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused on how this became a thing, because it stretches beyond uh, just music. It's kind of like you have, um, like you might log into Twitter and you'll see somebody like retweet a meme or a Vine or something like that, and like I'm dying. Oh, this shit put me in my grave. Like they try to find new ways to say that this shit just like ethered them. And then you watch it, and it's like some mad, mediocre shit that's not even that funny. It's like, why are people putting so much emphasis on some shit being amazing? That happens to me probably once, twice, three times a day that someone says, you know, this shit is, you know, I die watching, or I'm crying, and I'll be like... I have no LOLs for this. No, I have nothing for nothing nothing for this. Straight face. Yeah, like like the straight line. And I, I have to hold myself back from, like, commenting like and there's people that i wonder why that's a thing like do you guys have any idea on why that's a thing like just overstating the greatness of something because i feel like that's like a trend a trend well, right I don't even now think it's even greatness it's just overstating like i would see shit and i and for i guess to to not be blocked or hate or you know i see somebody tweet some shit and i don't want to reply because they're gonna know i'm talking about them and I, it'd be people that actually I'm cool with, and they do some shit. And I'd be like, that wasn't even funny. That wasn't even interesting. That was just some bullshit. Like, how are you so easily entertained? Like, then I realized that maybe people are just easily fucking entertained. I don't like, think I don't think that they are though. I think that it's just like a. You think they're faking? Yes, I think it's like not faking, but I think that that currently on Twitter and in social media that it's kind of trendy right now to find new ways of saying that you think something is amazing. Like, oh, this has got me crying. Like, oh, I died and came back with roses on my grave. And like trying to find new creative ways to say some shit is amazing. But it and it's really just for that. Like trying to find a new way to state it as opposed to actually it being great. And you, I'll watch it or I'll read it or whatever. And I'm like, this ain't all that. Like, why are people acting like this is like some crazy profound or funny or whatever the case may be? And it's just some shit. It's just some regular ass shit. But it's like it's it's trendy right now to be like, oh, this shit took me out my grave and I died. And I came back and I laughed some more and I died again. And it's like, like what are you talking about? Like, like what is, what's going on? Yeah, I, I I don't understand it, um, and I'm always looking at shit like that. That was not fucking funny. Like with the straight. I think that's a thing faces, right now, like, man. I think it's a thing, dog. Like and I overstating I, shit, and, I, and I, just to find new creative ways to overstate some shit. And that's where I hate the spelling of crying. C R I N E. 
<laughs> God, I hate that, dude. Like not only that's another you- thing too. Like finding finding like these weird ways to say something. Like what are you talking about or what's that? Not or- crying. The, you're not. The spelling is so fucked up. Ugh. I saw something earlier that I wanted to talk about. Like uh, not talk about, but like a a weird way. Like I. That's a thing too. Like uh, spelling things in a way that's kind of like more more uh i guess a more phonetic way of spelling it like i that's kind of a thing too like let's spell it the way spell it in like in the way that it's spoken like that's kind of a thing like, too what you mean like um let me see if i can pull it up but there, there was a thing that was like okay like okay this isn't a uh example that can tie to something like tombout like, oh, you talking about this? And they'll put T-A-L-M-B-O-U-T. Like, that thing. Like, that that general idea. Like, spelling things in a way that's kind of like how you speak it in a slang way. So, like, that that that's a thing, too. Like, trying to find new creative ways to say something that... I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to explain, but it's it's dumb. Yeah, I... I yeah. It's, it's, it's so much shit that irritates me. And they love to do that shit with Beyonce, man. Finding new ways to praise her greatness. So, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of Beyonce in the, in the Bayhive. Um, I wanted to know, so I've been reading reading recently that, uh, I think, is it Dan Gore and Gilbert? Dan Gilbert and, is it Dan Gore? No, what's, what's the pistol? <laughs> Tom Gore. Tom Gore. He's a Tom Dan Gilbert. He like not a, Dan he Gore. Like Dan too. Um, but they're trying to push doing a, a a soccer field here, like a soccer stadium. Yeah, me and Mike talked about that earlier. Okay. Um, Tom Gore. Tom. Gores. Gores. S with an S. And Dan Gilbert, Somebody two Spartan guys. An <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Want to bring MLS soccer to downtown Detroit, and we kind of spoke on it earlier. And I mean, let's get into it. This is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it a thing? I wonder why it's such a big news story because I look at soccer as like something that nobody cares about until no, the America World Cup happened. Oh, yeah. No, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about local yeah, yeah. soccer, so. Right, right. Americans, yeah, that Americans don't care about outside of the World Cup. They, they, when the World Cup happens, people all of a sudden care about soccer. Like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck. You just want to be part of the conversation. But I wonder why it's such a big news story because, like I said, people don't really care about soccer until the World Cup happens. So, one, why do you care about this so much? And then, two, why are they collaborating on a soccer field like when people have been pining to get the Pistons down here forever? Like that bo- that bothers me. I don't know the technical shit about it, but I wonder like why aren't the Pistons playing downtown, but the Pistons owner and Dan Gilbert are collaborating on some soccer shit that I mean I think that nobody really cares about. Well, I think well I can see it. I can see them trying to trying to do something like that just as far as something new. Like that's that's pretty unheard of of all the things that you know we've thought about the things that've been thought about bringing in Detroit. I mean, even going back to years ago with uh, with Don Barton and Michael Jackson bringing like a you know a, a single mention Don Barton. Uh, it wasn't a circus. It was like a play, like a, a 
like a, a carnival type thing downtown or whatever. So huh, you know work. something new or whatever. Um, but that's what I, I see that as something a new opportunity. I am totally fucking against it. Um, <laughs> like absolutely totally against it. I'm so sick of downtown being a total priority when you want to bring a billion dollar fucking thing and there's like little to no mention of other communities like we always you know we talk about this expanding of you know they want to expand downtown and then move outward and shit Mm -hmm. you still got these fucked up ass cities and hoods that they can invest in many more dollars and and far less than what it would take to bring a fucking soccer stadium or any of that shit. And there's no huge mention. I mean, you have these small mentions of, you know, trying to do different things in the city, you know, random GM or something to do a cleanup and fucking Brightmore or, you know, something like that. But there's no huge talk of making those communities better on a larger scale. You know, you have certain, you know, certain companies and things of that nature who are, you know, revitalizing random homes. And a lot of those homes ain't in the fucking hood and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm totally fucking against that shit. Invest some money in a lot of these fucking low-income-ass neighborhoods and shit and bring that shit up. Now, I think, you know, you got the Red Wings coming, the Red Wings new stadium downtown. You know, the talks of possible Pistons uh, being downtown. That's cool. But put some fucking money in these other neighborhoods and shit. Like that shit irritates the shit out of me, man. That they 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 really want to. They I think it's just too much. It's so much going on downtown. I think if they stop fucking construction today, other than like the M1 rail, it would be. Do- it's still dope as fuck as far as the 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 progress that downtown has made. You know, shit. Look back ten years ago at some point. You know what I mean? It's been so much shit other than you know the rising um, rental cost and all the other shit. But that's another story. But yeah, I'm I'm totally against that shit. I I I like to see more more money, more effort spent in neighborhoods in the actual are, in the actual city. Yeah, uh, you know, versus a lot of that shit happening. That shit's just it. I I didn't read the fucking article and I was just pissed about it. Like it just just it, I just don't understand how you can totally ignore the fact that there are like crumbling neighborhoods and uh the mayor is not fucking tearing them down fast enough i mean they're making decent efforts but it's not the efforts that i think they should be making i think it should be a lot more of that shit happening you know and a lot of these big companies got the money to do that shit and you know they need to spread they need to move further out from downtown a lot sooner than you know maybe they have plans for yeah i agree i agree with that we we put a lot of emphasis in the downtown, and the city hasn't really changed it's at all. It came up well. I mean, you got Fort Field down there. You, you know what I'm saying? You, it's, it's, it's a came up well. I think bringing, bringing the Lions downtown was, you know, a dope accomplishment, especially being a day ain't been an ain't shit league for quite some fucking time. You know, so, you know, you got that down there. You know, you have a new Tiger, you know, Comerica Park. You know, that was dope as fuck. You know, that's a, you know, uh, uh, a phenomenal, you know, uh, structure. You know, you have so much stuff going on downtown. Spread that shit out. Push that shit out more. I just don't see bringing a fucking soccer field here and whatever yeah. fucking land. That's going to be a lot of fucking land, you know what I'm saying, that's going to be. And then they always talk about, you know, it's going to bring jobs for our construction and all that shit. Yeah, you can have jobs for construction fucking revitalize a lot of these neighborhoods and shit. You, do, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, totally... Totally against it. Fuck that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm over it. You meant that shit. Uh, I'm over it. It's, 
I just I just think they could do more, man. That's just I more in the city, more in the neighborhood. Fuck that shit. But I don't know. I'm I found out I was blocked by Dan Gilbert, so he may not like me. Yeah, hey, uh, he he doesn't. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the soccer shit, man, because I feel like one, like you said, we need to work on the on the city as a whole, and then two, like how is soccer a priority? Like I, I, I it's not like. It's not like Detroit is like a soccer city and like, oh, we need a soccer team. Like, no, like, I really don't think anybody gives a fuck. Like, I really don't. Like, I, I know the soccer is popular worldwide, but as far as Detroit goes, it's not like people are pining for a soccer team. Like, people are pining to get the Pistons downtown. So, like, for me, my issue with it is that the Pistons owner is working on putting a soccer a soccer team downtown, but the Pistons are staying out 40 fucking minutes from the city. Like that's what bothers me. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of it at all either. Like, and I feel like that's a wasted space. Like that they're talking about putting in that failed jail area on on Gratiot, like where the, where there's supposed to be a prison, I guess. And they want to put the stadium there. And I'm just like, dude, there's not enough parking to accommodate shit like that there. Uh, I don't even think that space is even big enough for that shit. That space is on a fucking corner. Like, you might have to take out so much shit for that to be there. And parking, God damn. I don't know where the fuck these people are supposed to park. It, it, it just, it, I mean, that's the, probably the least of the worries. But, yeah, that's, that's nah. I'm so straight on that. There, I... I don't see that being. I don't know any reasonable explanation if I can give me that could really justify and sway me to. And I haven't even read the fucking shit. Yeah, but I still me don't see that no one swaying to say why this is a good idea. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page. I don't, I don't see me being on board with this. I'm far from it. Far, far, far from it at all. So on the, this is a random uh, piggybacking of that topic. Because we're talking about soccer and shit like that. Um, <laughs> this is incredibly, incredibly random. But uh, how do you guys feel? I, I want to get Tony's opinion on this too. How do you guys feel about, I guess, our current ages and our inability or lack of interest in playing sports? I, yeah, this has nothing to do with that. I, oh, I mean, it has to do with soccer. But I mean, like. How do you feel about playing sports? Because uh, like me currently going out playing. Yes, basketball? like do you miss playing sports, like playing football or playing basketball, whatever, whatever you may have played when you were younger? Like, do you miss it? Like, do you do you I want to get back into miss, it to any kind of degree? I miss playing basketball at like a good level. Like, I'm like shit now. Um, <laughs> and I played basketball. You know, I was one of those kids that had like hoop dreams. And then the uh, I I worked at a church at the time, or the, most of the time that I was, you know, really involved in basketball, I wanted to be. And my boss was the youth pastor at the time. Took me to see hoop dreams, and then it just crushed me. Like the niggas had the worst like luck of being in 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 the NBA, and it just it just made it a reality. Like you know, that shit don't happen easy for folks. You know what I'm saying? But that's one of the things I, I do miss because. I felt like I was probably in my best shape when I was actively playing basketball. Even, like, I never played for, like, my high school. I think I never got picked. So I was, like, playing at church league. And then I just played till I was, like, up until maybe 20, 21. And then I just kind of stopped playing. 
And then I just was like, my 20s was like far from basketball. You used to be busy fucking. Uh, that pause. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, far from it. So I think I, I missed that most because I think I was I was really more in shape and, you know, active and stuff like that. I definitely, definitely basketball. I definitely miss. I feel like we should start a league for like old, old niggas. niggas, yeah, <laughs> and call it like the ONFL, like old and flabby league, like something like that. Like we just like just old niggas playing, but like we could play and have fun, but like not be like good. They, they got a, I think they have a thirty and up league in my um in my gym, but I still feel like. I feel a I thirty feel up like, league yeah, at the gym like, is still gonna be niggas that, like they yeah, like they serious like, about it. Like, like I want to be in a forty and up league, and yeah. I'm not even forty, but I figure I could probably hang with them. I don't think I am the, the current unshapedness that I am in right now. Um, I don't think I can even hang with the thirty and up ones. I think they'll probably wash me and shit. So exactly, I want to get. I I I, I, I want to be in a league for niggas that don't really play, but just exactly crack, like crack. it's like I miss the competitiveness and I miss playing, but. I know I ain't shit. Like I'm not gonna be able to. Like I, like you said, like a 30, 30 league or whatever. I feel like these are the niggas that like, like these are failed dreams. Like they used to be good, and like they they know they're not good enough to do anything with their lives anymore professionally, but they still are actually good enough at it to be competitive. And like I don't want to play with them because they're gonna be taking it serious. Fuck. I like I want to be with like old flabby niggas that's out of shape. And we just like to have fun and, and we just all play. Like, stood like at the one end of the court with our hands on our knees. Yeah, like one, one other old nigga who just got that much more energy run down the court. Like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the league. I, I, I want to do that, I, man. I want to. I want to start like an old nigga football league. That's it. Oh, NFL old nigga football yeah, league. It needs to just be old NFL, old yeah. and flabby league, or old nigga football league, whatever, dog, and just have like. Just like old out of shape motherfuckers who just kind of just want to play and just have fun and just but not be like had that old nigga who's just like he feel like he Randy Moss and shit <laughs> you know that he just want to show off. It's like I I kind of want to play sports again but not be in like be in a situation where it's like you got motherfuckers who are like living out failed dreams and shit like I just like just just for fun like I miss playing football playing basketball and shit, but, like, I know I'm not cut for it no more, so I was like, I just want to, I, I kind of want to do that shit to, just for fun and shit. Well, I'm a little older than y'all, so. Way older. Whoa. No, I was kidding. The slander. <laughs> the slander. I, I like to throw old, I like to throw old shade. I throw the oldest uncle all the time. So, I have a son that's 15, and, you know, he plays football, so I kind of live through him. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't pressure him or anything like that, but I mean the kid's six two two forty, so kind of like what you gonna do? Yeah, what you gonna do? Like, yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. So I kind of relive my glory days through him. Like, man, oh, you should have did that. I don't want to relive glory days though. I want to play, man. I want to. I want to. I want to play. Yeah, I played. I played all in high school. I want to play, man. Like I, I, I want to play. Kwame or some shit? Yeah, Kwame was my teammate at Cast Tech, and we actually got into a, a rumble in practice one day. So he probably pieced you up like a motherfucker. No, no I was saying. <laughs> soft. soft B. I heard he was soft though. Ain't soft B. Just big, yo. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I I, I kind of lived through my son, and I and I kind of uh, wish through him and my nephew. I got a nephew that's that's being recruited right now, so 
I kind of lived through those guys, and and they. I hope that they achieve stuff that I didn't achieve. But uh, oh, Flabby League would be kind of dope. I would be with that. I mean, I want to do that shit. Like, like legit. Like, I want to do that shit. Like, get a whole bunch of people who just like don't do shit. Like, like old, not old, like raggedy, but like old, like people who like like us. We don't, we don't get like physical or athletic or nothing like that we you know we smoke our cigars we drink like niggas who just like drink for a living like who don't <laughs> who don't yeah, really like play sports and shit like that a bucket of whiskey on the sideline yeah we just like drink smoke and go to work <laughs> exactly like some shit like that like i think that that would be fun to have like an old nigga league and we just like people who just like drink and smoke for a living and they go to work and then we get together and, and we just play like raggedy ass football. We could talk shit to each other and whatever the case may be. I feel like that would be fun, man. I, I kind of miss the, I miss the competitiveness and I miss like, just like, just getting out and being active, man. I, I don't want to like retire from activeness, you know. I'm I think like now we just compete, but like, man, who got the dopest cigar? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I like it's like I like that, but I also kind of I, I just want to be like active and having fun or like because i feel like it'd be funny like you know it'd be like jokes and games and shit to have like a whole bunch of people who don't who don't really do that shit no more but still like it so we all out there like kind of whack and mediocre and shit but since we all whack and mediocre it's still competitive and fun like yeah, I, I think that yeah. would be fun man yeah, I, I definitely can see that we definitely have to get a some kind of summer activity uh Find a chord and shit and, and uh, yeah, man, I, I yeah. think that'd be fun, man. I, I I don't know. I just I was wondering what y'all thought about uh, <coughs> excuse me, the O N F L. Yeah, I think that's a thing though. It can be. It, it should be. be. I'm, I'm man. I would I would bet that it's it's a it's a league out there for for niggas like us. Like <laughs> no, we just started, man. I bet it's it. not out. It's not out. I don't think it's out there because I feel like anybody who's in a league like that is like living out lost dreams and they're like. People who are like dope as fuck in high school, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to show out amongst other people my age because I actually played in high school and shit, and I still got some kind of talent." And they're like they're like mad competitive, and they, you know, were like, "Oh, I caught three touchdowns against a bunch of other forty-year-olds." Like, like chill out, man. Like we all out here watching fucking South Park and fucking drinking and smoking and. and- and Whatever, the, man. The score, you know, it, it, initially you would think, say, an old, say we're in an old nigga league playing football, and the score is like fifty six to eighty. <laughs> it's not because niggas is competitive. It's because niggas don't want to run after the other nigga. Like, yeah, who's scoring. Dog? I thought that'd be fun, be man. Zip because they're competitive. It's I feel like that would be fun. I want to do that. The score could run up like the All Star game, and niggas like. Yeah, he got past me. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that, man. I feel like that should be fun, man. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely be. Uh, I want to play in an old flabby nigga football league, man. I'd definitely be down with that. Um, so I haven't. I hate bringing up topics that I haven't done research on, but that's just kind of how I roll. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I think the Baltimore primaries were this week. Sometime Tuesday. Tuesday, and a guy tweeted me who lives in Baltimore. Um, because for any any internet folks who are familiar with uh uh DeRay, um, he was running for mayor in uh Baltimore, and from what one guy tweeted me, and I haven't confirmed it, but he was like six or something. Sixth? Yeah. Oh, so wow. I don't know how many people qualifies for mayor 
I don't I know the process. So it's already done, and he plays sixth. At least he was saying he was sixth at that time at that during the day. So I don't know um, what I, I guess I could probably look the shit up while we talking. But don't bother. He didn't come back from sixth to win, so it don't matter. Yeah, um, <laughs> he ain't the mayor, so I, it was a it was a dope article that was written about about basically why he wouldn't win, mm-hmm. and it was. It basically summed up is that him just being a, a internet celebrity and so um, that's valid. Now it did now, and I, I won't say it didn't give. It wasn't like a shade article though. It was just giving reasons why you know he couldn't really win. But at the same time, it definitely it 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 noted how you know he was a, a activist with Black Lives Matter and things of that nature. So it was giving the background on him, but you know it's like. You're running against a former mayor. It's like it was like twenty something people who were trying to run for fucking mayor in uh, um, Baltimore. But I never thought that he was actually going to be a viable candidate. Like I just, it's kind of like it's kind of like Bernie fans. They're like the most Bernie fans on the internet, but they don't vote. So it's like I didn't see it even going going far. Do you? And I guess my question is like, do you think that? Other than D Ray, do you think that people with like I don't say internet activists can really like nope truly hold an office nope of any of any kind nope because if I was a a Baltimore citizen as much as I would support everything that he does I'm not just gonna vote for a Twitter nigga for office like you <laughs> I need more I I need more uh stats to feel like you need you're mayor quality like i'm not gonna vote for you based off tweets and i understand that in this day and age that social media is like way more impactful and that it it can make you way more relevant but that's not enough for me like i can i can love you as a activist i can love you as a twitter person or whatever the case may be but i'm not gonna be like hey this guy's fit to be mayor because his tweets are fire like no fuck out of here like I'm not gonna no I'm not gonna vote for you dog right, like you so make, I get you, that you can make a lot of sense being on you know uh, being on Twitter and whatever social media platform you use but as far as holding a position I feel that he maybe should have probably started a little lower and maybe went like city council or something yeah city you know, council he could have won a city I I truly believe city council he could have won I think yeah. he definitely could have won that and yeah. I think that would have been a good start to show. You know, be able to prove yourself, you know, if you're really going to be this, you know, this person for change. Um, but mayor, nah, I, I, I definitely didn't think he was. And he had to pull in a lot of fucking funds um, from, you know, his. The his, bubble uh, vest industry. The, right. <laughs> the bubble vest industry. Yeah, he pulled a lot of funds. So, you know, but that's Internet backing. That's not, you know. The, you know, and they say he was in the, you know, he was in the city, all the other shit. But and then they pointed out that I think one of his initial flyers, he had like some simple word spelled wrong, and it was just mm. <laughs> oh no, I think I forget which word it was, but it was something like no, nah, your people ain't spell checking. What the don't fuck? be out here as a Twitter nigga and have a mis no a misspelling no it absolutely not. Some, it was some political term I thought something like that. I can't. I, can't I don't care it. what the no. Word it, it, it doesn't is. matter. It, it really doesn't matter what because you just you can't do that. You can't you show can't. you can't show flaws like that. Like your people ain't even reading shit. Y'all just printing random shit and you know. Yeah, it's not gonna work. So yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting, but it, it fell the way I thought it would. Um I think like you say, you know, he would have been great for city council, um, and probably, you know, showed your way up and 
things of that nature. So, I don't know. Would you guys ever run for city council? <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't run for city council because I feel like if I if I were to try to run for city council, like on a legitimate like platform. You know how they always like dig up your old shit. Like oh, I, I feel like all kinds I feel of like shit. they dig up the podcast and be like episode three. Like no, yeah. we can't vote. He's trash. We can't yeah. vote for him. No, you're you're blocked. Did you, do you hear what he says about white people? Like yeah. I we like can't all do this. Should have come up. Yeah, the DUI and no that. Uh, no, it'd be ball game for me. I I know better than that. I don't think I I could do. It. I I think I would lead that to people who really have a. I don't have no passion for that. You know, uh, I just couldn't. It wouldn't work out. At all. So um, we had another uh, message from Miss Sophia with a zero instead of a an O, and we she asked us about this a couple weeks ago, but we didn't address it because we forgot. Uh, we didn't forget. Oh, we did. No, we we didn't address it because you don't know shit. Oh. Uh, she I asked. We, we, we were still. This uh, is my portion of the. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she Tony, asked about. Tony is taking my 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 portion, which I can't answer. So. You can't at all. Like at all? So what was the question again? Team Cap versus Team Iron Man. <laughs> you got nothing? I would say Team Cap was Captain America. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I got this. This me. I got it. <laughs> I would say Captain America just because I'm more familiar with Iron Man, but other, like any other reason other familiarity. Uh huh. All yeah. right. So all right. So look, we're gonna meet you for this part. No, 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 no. Here, no, you, you can be involved. You can, you can be involved. So here's, here's the idea. The idea is that the government, to put it to put it simply, the government wants superheroes to have to register who they are, so they can be so that they can be held accountable for what they do. Captain America is on the stance of no, we don't want to register. We need to be able to keep our identity secret. And Iron Man is of the idea that we need to register so that we can be held accountable, etc. And that's pretty much the idea. And it it you can relate that to real life so it's not it's not something necessarily that has to do with comic books you can say like okay should people have a register of superhero not real life because obviously not real life superheroes but you know you can get an idea of like should a superhero who is trying to keep their identity secret have to make that idea public or should they not have to make it public and that's really what it boils down to Heroes where they were like super known, like Superman was like Clark Kent. I mean, uh, Daredevil's not really like technically known. Like, has there any been good? Has it? First off, has it even happened before? Well, Tony Stark, who is a does wait, wait, wait. Do you know who Tony Stark is? I was waiting for him to explain. So you don't know who Tony Stark is? Yep, I got this. Damn! I got now, have you seen anything? Like, Tony Stark, who's an eagle. Tony Stark is Iron Man, nigga. Like, oh, and because God he's an eagle maniac, he was he was all for letting everybody know. Yo, yeah, I put on the red suit and I, you know I, I save shit. That's what I do. I'm good with that. Captain America said, "Well, you know, we basically fucked up New York, and I don't want to be I don't want to be at the movies and people be like." Oh, you fucked up New York. <laughs> so that's basically what it is. Yeah, I know Tony Stark. You go way back and shit. All right, so Otis is exempt from this conversation. Exempt. So 
Tony, Cap versus Iron Man, where you stand? I'm kind of with Cap on this. Mm-hmm. Because? I, because I, I think that even though you're a superhero, you should be allowed to have a personal life. And if you have to register and your identity be known, you won't have that. Um, you put your life on the line, so to speak. Well, you do put your life on the line, even though you do fuck up a bunch of shit. And you basically tear down a whole city, saving the world. But I, I still think that they should have some sort of anonymity and be able to function as a regular human in their everyday life. Yeah. Um. So. In the Civil War uh, storyline of comic books, there was a team of, I guess, kind of like off-brand heroes, I guess to put it simply. And they were on a mission, and in the mission that they were on, a whole lot of civilians got killed. So that is what prompted the government to say, like, superheroes need to be held accountable. In Civil War, the movie that's coming out in nine days... Eight from whenever y'all hear this, um, I think instead of a rogue group of young heroes who are virtually nobodies, the idea is going to be behind um, uh, Bucky, uh, the Winter Soldier, and what happened with him in Captain America Winter Soldier, where he was, to put it simply, like a bad guy, and they're going to say that he was under the influence of of uh hydra and that he wasn't really acting under his like own dude yes um <laughs> yes um he wasn't acting under his own power and they're saying i guess in, in civil war what i think is going to be the case is that they're going to say that that bucky was act, acting under the influence of hydra he didn't really have his own faculties but they're saying that uh he fucked so much shit up and he was such a badass that heroes need to be held accountable for what they do and Captain America was like that's my that's my brother that's my nigga like he, he you know he wasn't acting acting under his own uh his own mental faculties he was under the influence and that shouldn't make it so that we have to that all superheroes now need to be uh you know out there in the public is who they are and Iron Man is basically saying hey you know Superheroes have the capability of ruining ruining entire cities based upon what happened in the Avengers and the Avengers 2 and that we should be held accountable and that we should have to register. We should be known. It should be known who we are. And that's where the I think the conflict comes in. So basically, Team Cat versus Iron Man is being being known publicly versus not being known publicly. So what's your take? I'm also Team Cat. Like I feel like superheroes do what they have to do and that they when you're a superhero, you have to take into account the fact that the people who are after you are not just going to settle at you. They're going to come after your family, your loved ones, all that shit. So the anonymity helps you in the sense of if no one knows who you are, they don't know who your loved ones are and who they can attack and who they can use as leverage against you. So I think that they should be allowed that anonymity. So I'm kind of team cap. Not kind of, I am team cap. We can equate that to something that actually happens now with uh, the hacker group Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Um, Would they be as effective if they were known? 
they were known entities? Would they be as effective? Well, I don't think I think no because of I mean a lot of shit they're doing is probably most likely illegal. Like you know, so it's like they. It, it wouldn't work. <laughs> I mean, I think government, I think the government would fuck with them too much if they were like, you know, known, known folks or whatever. But I, I support the, anon- the anonymous uh, take on it. Like, you know, like, you know, you're saying as far as, you know, knowing their families and all that shit, you know, it's like, I think you, you have to have some kind of, you know, uh, cover, <laughs> if you will. Over, over, over and above, just like your your garb or whatever the hell it is. Are you gonna see Civil War? It looked the previews looked dope. So I was actually considering seeing it. Have you seen? Have Do you I have seen, seen anything previous to like? I think in this case, I think in this case, yes. You think so? I think he needs to have at least seen Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, Winter Soldier will probably explain it a lot. How long has Winter Soldier been out? The last Captain America movie? Yeah. I don't um, I don't know. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I would guess maybe I don't know, two, three years ago. So that could be potentially streaming somewhere. Uh probably. It comes on T V a lot, I mean. Oh it does. Yeah, it's it's not hard to find. Um I would imagine that you would probably need to see Winter Soldier and you would be incredibly adva- in advanced if you saw Maybe the two Avengers movies, which I would imagine you've, I would hope that you've seen at I've least seen one. I've seen the first Avengers. I didn't see the second. So Avengers. you've seen destroyed New York. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of it is the fact that they destroyed New York, and then in two they destroyed Sokovia, which is uh Russia, I think. Right. So, um, yeah. So I mean, if you saw Avengers one and two, and you see Captain America: Civil War, which is the second, I mean, Winter Soldier, which is the second one. If you see those three, I think you're good at that point. Um, I think that Civil War is also going to be the uh, transition movie between everything that preceded it and everything that's going to happen going forward. They put a lot into the Captain America movies. Um, Winter Soldier was incredibly impactful for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I think that this one is going to be even more impactful. So I think going forward, if you haven't seen Civil War, you might have a little bit of a struggle seeing everything that comes afterward. So that you see, I think that Civil War is the most pivotal of this whole. I think Civil War is probably going to be the most pivotal movie in the MCU period. For us, especially, because we not only get one black superhero, we're going to get two black superheroes in this one. Because Black Panther makes his debut in Civil War. Right. So and I then they're also going to use this to jump off a new sp- a new set of Spider-Man movies, which a lot of people are like, why are they making Spider-Man again? Why are they making Spider-Man again? But this is going to be the spider-man that is going to be in the hands of marvel largely whereas spider-man prior was in that largely in the hands of sony and marvel has largely been looked at as like they're doing it right in the movie in the movie universe so they're looking like now that marvel has their hands on spider-man they're gonna make spider-man work better than it's worked previously yeah because let me say those are trash 
Well, I hated all the Spider-Man movies. All of them? Yeah, because they were all fucking love stories. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that in my superhero movies. I well, I, I agree with not wanting to see love stories, but I don't agree that all the Spider-Man movies are trash. First I think one. I think that the second Spider-Man movie is still one of the better uh, comic book movies that's been made. But I haven't seen it lately, but upon watching it, the second Spider-Man 2... Was the one with Doctor Octopus was? Oh yeah, that was kind of dope. That was fire. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I, I'm sorry, Sophia. Uh, Otis still gave no contribution. We it, damn it! The window <laughs> podcast covered that shit. <laughs> we, we he's right. We did cover it for this one. Yeah, he's did, right. We appreciate the. Picture. We did cover it, but Otis was he contributed nothing. So, did you have fun right now? Um, I kind of wanted to talk about Aisha Curry a little bit. Funny, I was just gonna bring up the Currys, but not her. I was thinking about him. Well, we could talk. Well, we could talk about Steph Curry too. Um, um well, no, what are you gonna say? Oh, well, my, my question was, uh, I was just looking at the first quarter of the the Warriors uh, Rockets. It's, They're playing right now. Yeah, is it three? Is it three two? It's three one. Three one. I'm sorry, three one. Uh, into the first, into the first quarter, it was thirty seven to twenty. Warriors and James Harden had 18. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I guess my question was, how do you how do you think uh, the the Steph Curry less Warriors were will pan out? Because potentially he might be out to the finals if if not longer, meaning that he might not even play. I think he's going to play again, but you think they have a, a legit chance of actually pulling off the title with him being out? No. I don't think they do if I think the Spurs can beat a Steph Curryless Warriors. I agree. Other than that, I think they can I think they can win outside of that. They can get out of this series, they can get out of whatever the next series will be. If they run across the Spurs and they still don't have Steph Curry, I think they they might be about it there. I have a question. So if they don't win, mm-hmm. does that tank the seventy three and nine? No. no. That, you don't think was, so? That, I think that's just different. Isn't it? I mean, I think it for for Bulls fans, it's like, well, we won it that year and got the lead. You know, I think that uh that uh give them some solace. That, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think that's just that's a huge achievement in itself, and you know. People can argue the different types of league the both was in and stuff like that, but that's still a huge accomplishment, no matter if they win or not. I think that that it, it kind of stands alone. I don't think it, it has any bearing if they nah. lose. I mean, but then you know, if you want to go back to if you want to use an example or some kind of scenario, if Jordan would have got injured in the playoffs in that league, the Bulls would have not won a fucking game probably. Um, after that, so it, I think it's the same effect. You know, them losing Curry is you know kind of equivalent to, um, or similar at least to b- the Bulls if they would have lost you know Jordan to some kind of injury or whatever. So I don't think it takes any anything away from them though. Yeah, I, I don't even think that's a stretch. I feel like you can make that uh, equivalence like yeah. if l- them losing Curry is the equivalent of them losing of the Bulls losing Jordan. And if they if they don't if they don't win, 
I don't think it takes anything away from them because everybody knows that if they had Steph, they would have won. Did the coach of the year happen already? Yep. Yeah. So Kerr did get it? Steve Kerr yes. Did. And he actually accepted it? Yeah. Well, he hasn't accepted it yet, I don't think. I think he's been named. If... If he doesn't give that fucking award to, uh, um, <laughs> what's his name? Luke Walton. Luke Walton. He's a whole ass nigga. <laughs> he is a whole ass nigga. Like, he didn't even, he wasn't even there most of the season. That's just, dog, no, you just gotta say, it's not me. It's not. It's not me. I mean, he is the head coach, uh, granted, but Luke Walton ran that fucking team and got it to where it was. If, if Luke Walton didn't didn't have those players playing how they did, he wouldn't even have gotten that award. So it's like you, you nah, you you can't you can't fully accept that with 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 I I was the coach of the year. Like I agree with that, and it, it came up earlier on Facebook, and I made the I told a guy that no matter what, Luke gonna be all right. He because, might be the Lakers coach. Because his name is ringing right now. So, <laughs> within the league, people know. And I know Steve Kerr. He's got to know. Even though he might have been making phone calls or whatever. I think it's... And somebody brought up that neither one of them should have won it. They should have gave it to uh, Terry Stotts in Portland. Because he did more with less. Like, you got the best player in the planet right now. So... How much of a stretch for you to be coach of the year? That's like Phil Jackson winning coach of the year. I, I would have rather have been a, been between Portland's coach and Luke Walton without Steve Kurt in the equation at all. Like I can see, you know, a a, a rationale for Portland's coach winning it, but Steve Kurt shouldn't even been in a fucking. It, it should be like a minimum game you have to. Co- Is it like a minimum game you have to coach? <laughs> I don't think. Well, they split the season basically. Yeah. Coached half and then Steve Kirk. Well, if that could, it should just go to the war. Like, it shouldn't even. It should go to the Warriors. Coaching staff. staff, If that's the case, if they literally split. But Luke coached the better half of the fucking uh, season by far. I mean, they gave gave co rookie of the year, so, I mean. Yeah, in in any other stats, you have to have minimum of something. You know what I'm saying? But, like I said, if they put. You know, I didn't know they, they split the season. And that sounds so familiar, but. Yeah, it, it should just go to the coaching. Like well, I, I think Luke will get here in the offseason. He's going to get a check somewhere, and they're going to say, hey, we're going to give you a shot because of what you did with the Warriors. All right. So what do you got to say about Aisha? Yeah, back to Aisha. Oh, <laughs> that was uh, – call me off guard. Um, I don't know. I, I just want to talk about the fact that she's like the epitome of like the perfect woman right now. And I, I don't know, I, I find that interesting, that someone who is the wife of an NBA player, who hasn't really done anything to make her the epitome of, like, wife goals is wife goals. Like, I, I'm, I find it interesting that she's, like, she gets dick-ridden so hard, like, I, and I, I kind of don't really get it. Like, why is she so fucking popular? Well, you, we live in a time where uh, reality shows and a lot of these women get reality shows based on who they dated. 
mm-hmm. not because of anything that they've done or anything, but because they were so and so's girlfriend or they were so and so's wife. Hell, basketball wives was about a show about fucking girlfriends, so whatever. Absolutely. So we in this in this world of twenty four hour news cycle, you have to find stories somewhere because you have to feel airtime. So she, you know, she says some stuff that's considered outlandish. So they use that to fill airtime, and I think that's basically all it is. I, I don't get her. I just I don't know much about her to get get her. But I think if I knew if I knew more about her, I still wouldn't get it. Like she hasn't done anything substantial other than dress well and and you know or dress PC and. I don't know. I I I still think that uh, the daughter is one of the most obnoxious kids I've seen on on television. Um, Man, but she gets a pass, and she gets a fucking pass. Because her daddy is the best basketball player. No one said anything about how well behaved their Rose son was on fucking stage. He sat there and just chilled with his dad. He made some funny fucking faces, and that was it. But no one praised him for being well-behaved and chilling and blah, blah, blah. This little girl is fucking pulling curtains and grabbing mics and all this shit, and all of a sudden she's like the poster child for, like, I want a kid like that. Do you really want a kid like that? Well, I think that goes to what Mike was saying earlier about we live in this this social media age where people just want to be a part of something. So And overstate shit. And overstate shit. And so they will jump on the bandwagon of anything. Anything. Like, oh, yes, bitch. Oh, uh, Riley Curry is giving me life for her little sassy ass attitude. Like, bitch, like if your kid was acting like that, you would smack the shit out of her. Like, what are you talking about, man? Mike, and, Mike does the best yes, bitch. Man, because it's so that's such an irritating phrase, man. Like people will say that shit for somebody who's doing something that if somebody else did it, it would be fucked up. But if somebody who they like does the exact same shit, they're like, "Yes, I love, I love this fucking shit." I don't shit. understand why I love this fucking sassy ass attitude. I don't understand how how kids with like grown up traits of like bad traits get praised. Like it just it just it just boggles me. I have I have no clue why that happens and shit. Oh well, I can tell you. It equates <laughs> to likes and hits and internet traffic. They just want retweets. That's that's, that's all what it we're is. At with. We we at with creating traffic for your website or your <laughs> Twitter page or whatever. So anything that does that is acceptable at this point. I seen a, a picture today. Some popular Twitter dude posted a picture of uh, Beyonce's mom and her boyfriend or something, and they were outside of Costco's. Her and, oh, it's her Rachel husband? Lawson. Yeah, Richard Lawson. That's her husband? And yeah, they got married. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that shows how much I keep up with it. Um, Who cares? Yeah, I knew he looked familiar, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, I see. That's cool. It works, though, because you, I, I be on some old. I can't remember his name, and then somebody <laughs> remind me of the podcast uh, in the comments. And they're they're posted outside of Costco, and they're like, "Oh, we get a chance to have free snacks or something." Somebody was like, "That's black love." What? Why is she at Costco? Like, <laughs> you could go anywhere the fuck you want to go to. Why is this black love? Because she's fucking getting all the free snacks and shit. 
It's just anybody can go to Costco and get free snacks. Anybody, <laughs> the, the poorest of people get Costco membership. The shit, it, you don't even have to have a membership. You can just go in that because you can buy liquor out of there without having a membership. You can just <laughs> go in that motherfucker. So it ain't. Uh, I just I hate exaggerations of shit. That just I, I think we live in an exaggeration ass world, man. Like it's just overstating shit for like retweets and popularity and to be part of the conversation and just like. We we love whatever this person is doing because everybody else loves what that person is doing, and we just want to be part of the group. And I don't even understand why Aisha Curry is like the like the the wife that everybody holds the the standard of the prime standard of wife. Like, but and we don't even know this motherfucker, man. Like, she might be out here. Who knows what she's doing? Like, but, but it's like, just like she's she, like she married get, to the hottest basketball player, and it's like she get praise. Uh, for whatever holy reasons she does stuff and they praise Rihanna for the exact opposite but they're all praise like <laughs> and then only uh, and then you get a I don't know a Iggy Azalea who's like trashed or something so it's like you know we have favorites and shit of people they, they like and don't like but Rihanna is the total opposite you see that bitch nipple in every fucking thing you, she's <laughs> in and Aisha Curry is like Dressed with fucking turtlenecks, cooking dinner, and she's like the, <laughs> the perfect fucking chick. So. Exactly. Aisha does have some of the funniest, funniest memes out right now. Though. Yeah, they 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 make them popular. <laughs> yeah, I I give you that. I give you that. But yeah, I don't know. I I I haven't done enough research on Aisha to really like know. But I think even if I did know a, b- a bunch about her, it would probably I would probably have the same opinion. Like. Why is she? Why is why is it that way? <laughs> like, I don't why know, is she her? Why is she? Why her? is right, she a right. thing? I'm about to say that. Why is she her? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, um, anything else? Where we at? Uh, hour fifty something. So yeah, we good, man. We can wrap uh, this up. We can wrap up. Uh, thanks, Tony, for our unofficial official guest. Uh, anytime. Um, we uh. As always, uh, you can check us out on uh, Facebook at What Up Do Podcast, on Twitter, What Up Do Podcast. Um, as far as streaming, you can stream us on SoundCloud, iTunes, now Google Play, yep, um, Stitcher, whenever it works. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we out here. Yeah, we out get, here. So get, get, get no plays, bro. There's, everything. There's, there's no reason. You can, you, there's no re- no excuse for not being able to listen from some. Some, some form of 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 streaming. Like, but we get we get the listeners though because you know how I know we get the listeners because they make podcasts just like ours. That's how I know. That's how I know. Flatter uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah, we we imitate it like a motherfucker, man. Yeah, so it just is what it is. But let's move eighty eight episodes. We don't have no we we we. Kind of like stay low key, get you know. I think we're a better. mediocre amount of plays and I, all that shit, but I think we're we're better. The followers are there, man. We're, they we're there. better at our second forty than our first forty for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. It's, it's progressive. Um, yeah, it gets the people going. Well, not really, but that's <laughs> a cool line to say. Um, they out, they out there ready to ready to listen to what we do and copy it. So right. yeah, they out there. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, you can either tweet us at Ask What Up Though, or you can uh, 
email us at what are the podcasts at gmail. So yep, and, and then tweet us at our uh, oh, our own our accounts. personal uh, Blake shit. Otis, uh, Michael underscore Aaron, and Anthony A. Damn, fuck your whole fucking. It's my whole fucking name. <laughs> What's A stand for? The middle A, the middle name. Alexander. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Same name as Otis Dog. Cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>